Lisa. I'm Jess. I'm EJ. And we're in social, social disease. disease. Oh, we're getting so much better at that. Oh, yeah. Fucking awesome. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about Drive. A very good episode of Degrassi. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so this one premiered in Canada October 27th, 2002. In the U.S. November 25th, 2002. And let's see. I actually have, like, there are many facts about this episode, but none of them are necessarily fun. They're all kind of boring. <laughs> so we'll just call this segment Boring Facts. Boring facts. Um, just so it's the episode is named after the song Drive by the Cars. But I feel like there are many songs called Drive. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't like Incubus have one too? Yeah, I think so. Um, and then it was an homage to the Degrassi Junior High episode where Joey Snake and Wheels stole Snake's parents' car without permission. Oh, oh Joey. So, really, Joey can't get that mad. History repeats itself. And then this is also Marco's first episode with the speaking part because he was in the one with the dance, but he didn't actually talk. He just did the worm a whole bunch. Tried to communicate with everybody by doing the worm, and that didn't work out, so he decided to start speaking. He just decided to start talking. Um, <clears throat> it's revealed that Marco's mother is a piano teacher, which, like, never comes up again. <laughs> uh, this is the first episode without JT and Toby. Oh, oh really? Yes. They've wow. been in every other episode so far. That didn't even register to me yeah it's because toby sucks jt's little baby jt is a little bit forgettable yeah he's just a kid yeah and baby then JT is very creepy. he's very what creepy yeah you think? i would be like if i were a 12 year old girl i would be creeped out by jt Actually, oh yeah that's true i forgot that he does some pretty shady stuff and he's, like, obsessed with women. Yeah, like, <laughs> older women. Hot, sexy, older women. God. Go away, JT. And then the final fact was when Marco tells Sean to shut up when he's mocking Craig's statement, I like you guys, which hints at Marco's sexuality. Oh. Apparently that was on purpose. Yeah, they were not subtle about that at all. I, I was watching this and I was just like, because there's like a couple of points. It's like, that's not the, the only time that that happens. Um, it was when, like when um, Spinner's complaining about how Jimmy's not there. And Sean's oh, like, yeah, he's like, you miss your boyfriend. Yeah. And Marco's like, shut up. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he does it twice. But, um, okay, so this episode has two plots. One of them I completely forgot about immediately after watching this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is Craig's been given the run of the house, the Jeremiah household, 
So Craig's been given the run of the Jeremiah household against all logic <laughs> and uh, decides to have his boys over and they steal a car so that they can go and win tickets to go see the fictional Canadian equivalent of Kid Rock. And Here, Kid Ulrich. <laughs> and uh, then the B-plot is Ashley trying to impress Ellie by wanting to get a belly button piercing. Oh, yeah. And the best character in this entire episode is Ellie's cousin, the piercer. Attila! Attila who is extremely good at his job. Oh, yeah. He was amazing. But I loved so, Ellie, too, this episode. I was like, aw, what a good friend. She is a yeah. good friend. We can talk about the B-plot first if you guys want to get it out of the way. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. I'm down with that. I love I loved Ellie in this too because she was just so like it's almost like they on purpose were trying to usurp the stereotypes of like a goth kid and also like Attila, this big scary looking piercer guy who actually ends up being like very sweet and very good at his job. And they're just kind of like usurping all the stereotypes at once, I guess. Yeah, I loved I loved Attila especially because he's just like, and it, I think it's really good because like I kind of hated when I first watched this episode when they walk into the piercing place and Ashley's like all squicked out and like there's you know skulls everywhere and it's gross and dirty, but then Attila's like, oh no, everything's sterilized and I'm explaining mm-hmm. to you step by step how everything's working, and here's how it's going and I need this consent form from your mom. Like it's it's all like very above board and I think like. Ashley was expecting something totally different. Yeah. yeah, like, I was actually shocked when he pulled out the permission slip. I was like, damn, okay, this guy is for real. <laughs> well, and the funny thing about it is, like, Ashley is still, like, a wannabe goth. She's still not really sure, like, where her place is. And she doesn't really know very much about goth or whatever it is that Ellie is. She just knows that she wants to be whatever Ellie is. Yeah. Ashley, well, she kind of, like, lost her identity when she lost all of her friends. Like, she doesn't really know who she is in the world anymore. Like, having, having lost her popularity and her social status, like, her entire kind of place in the world is under question now. Poor Ashley. I love Ashley, though. I love it. I was like, go goth Ashley with all of this goth makeup. Yeah, and she's starting to dress a little bit more gothy this episode, too. It was very cute. And I love how I love how she's just like you're you're totally right, just when you said, like, she's kind of like, it, it like subverts her expectations of what, like, being a goth is. Because she's like, I want to go see this movie, Strange Evil. And Ellie's like, that's really lame. Yeah. <laughs> like, just because it's it's edgy, I don't want to see it. Well, and she literally says, like, the newspaper said it was really edgy. Yeah. And, and Ellie's, Ellie's like, like uh, okay. no. Because <laughs> Ellie's, like, an authentic person who knows who she is. and But yeah. I like that she never gives... Ashley shit for not knowing who she is you know like she's like "Mm, no I don't think I want to see that movie it's uh not really my thing and then the look on Ashley's face was sort of just like 
it's not, but that's the goth thing to do. <laughs> and then uh, Ellie's just like, sorry, I'm like way cooler than that and going to get my cartilage pierced. Mm-hmm. And then Ashley's mom ended up being super cool about it. <laughs> Hell yeah, Ashley's mom rules. Just like, do you want my permission or not? <laughs> I love that part when they're leaving her house and uh, Ellie's just like, do you want to come? You can get one yeah. too. And you Kate's get a just like, ha, 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 no. <laughs> my yeah, mom really never cute. let me get my belly button pierced when I was that age. Oh my God, she would have flipped out if I even asked. Really? Oh, oh no, yeah. you were the one that like wasn't allowed, you weren't allowed to watch like horror movies or anything though, huh? Oh, yeah. I was, like, very, very shut down. Very kept in the dark. Did you have piercings and stuff in high school, Jess? Yeah. My mom signed for me to get my nose pierced when I was, like, 16 or 15. Like, I didn't have all of them, but I had a lot of them. What about you, EJ? Yeah, oh, I didn't. I didn't get any piercings until college. Um, my freshman year of college, I got my nose pierced. I got home and I got out of my car and I like showed my mom and she was like horrified, but understood that I was like nineteen and there was nothing she could do about it. Um, <laughs> and she's. I mean, she's never been like particularly into any of my piercings. She she says that my septum piercing makes me look like a bull, which is fine. Yeah, that's that's a common one. Yeah, I feel like everyone who has a septum piercing has heard that a couple of times in their life, at least. I really want to get my septum piercing back. I have since taken out, like, all of my facial piercings, and I feel naked. (laughs) You know, I want my septum back so bad, but, like, I remember why I took it out, and it's because it was so annoying to wipe my nose all the time. Yeah, Yeah, that is is the one thing, like, you gotta, like, blowing your nose is very difficult suddenly, and you're like, god damn it. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of adjustment. Uh, um, And then Ashley chickened out. She did, but I thought that that was fine, because of what the episode was trying to say was, like, you know, you don't have to change who you are fundamentally to impress your friends or, like, be who you feel like your friends want you to be. And then, like, having Ellie be like, no, yeah, no, I like you because of who you are. Like, you don't have to do anything mm-hmm. to impress me. And that kind of tied that that little that little narrative arc up in a little bow. It was very neat and good. Yeah. And then it also laid the groundwork for, like, Ellie and Ashley becoming better friends later. Yes, it was good. I liked that. I was like, this is a believable friendship. It is. And Ashley needs Ashley needs somebody like Ellie. Yeah, who's like a genuine friend and not secretly plotting her downfall. Like Paige. Yeah, after having her quote-unquote best friend for so many years be Paige. Uh, and then there's Terry. And like Ashley just kind of like lives to rip on Terry for whatever reason. Which is not fair either. No. Because Terry's, like, the only one that doesn't have any drama with anybody. Poor Terry. Poor, poor Terry. Terry. Yeah, I love Terry. Um, 
So anything else you want to say about the B plot? Because I have I have some shit talking to do about Joey Jeremiah. Shit talk, Joey. Yeah, <laughs> shit talk, Joey time. Okay, so the main point I wanted to make about this bullshit, because like, okay, Joey's like 30 years old, so he's two years younger than I am now. I don't know how I would adjust to having a 14-year-old living in my house and under my you know, care. Right. And just you as a single person. Yeah. Just like, I have friends who have teenage children and I'm like, boy, I'm glad they're not my responsibility because I would have no fucking idea what to do with that. But it's just kind of like, I think he's doing the best that he can. But the the thing that I, that really fucking pissed me off was when Craig comes home with his boys in tow, and Joey starts fake yelling at him. Oh my god, that was gonna be my it goes there moment. This fucking dude, this kid just got out of a like extremely knows. abusive household, and you're gonna fake yell at him. Like I can't even imagine how triggering that would be to somebody yeah, going and just be like, that. oh, just kidding. Like yeah, and to do it in front of his friends, like oh my god. Because if you That's look at Craig's awful. face after Joey says that, Craig's face just completely falls. Yeah, and he's just like, oh no. He gets like scared and uh, understandably so because he was very used to his dad beating the shit out of him on the regular for like less than that, you know? Yeah. Like, ugh, that pissed I me mean, off Craig so bad. probably never would have even brought any friends home to his dad's house. Yeah, I mean, he and, said as much in this episode, too. He said my dad would never have let me have, have friends over like this. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I really thought that that was, like, super inappropriate of Joey to do. Yeah, that was that was beyond pale. I thought that was, like, really gross. And I guess he was just, he was, like, trying to be one of the guys and, like, joke around and whatever. But, like, it was just, considering Craig's history, like, that was going to be my it goes there moment. And I think it still is because I was just like, Joey, come on. Like, no. Like, I'm I'm shocked he doesn't, he doesn't treat, he, he never really treats Craig like the child of, a child who's been through abuse. Like, yeah, he doesn't. And he, I mean, he is still a child. Like, it's weird to, like, watch this because you look at them and you think, like, wow, they're 14. 14 is so fucking young. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. Um, but, yeah, so that was, that, that was the, the worst thing about Joey in this episode. Um, but, like, also, I would never leave a 14-year-old at home alone. Like, really? never. I, I like, leave a 14 year old home. Well, wasn't it only going to be one night? Yeah, like I would, I would never do overnight. Like it's fine to leave like a kid home for like an hour or a couple hours, but like overnight, I don't know. That kind of like freaks me out. No, I think like, it's going to be the weekend because he came home early and just immediately started yelling. He didn't oh, be like, did. "What happened?" He wasn't like, you know. Oh, you know, what's going on? He was immediately like, do you know what a silent alarm is? I was like, damn, Joey's pissed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I would leave a 14-year-old home, like, one night would be okay if I was the parent. 
I don't know about a whole weekend, but like I wouldn't let him have his bad influence friends over. <laughs> okay, which friends yeah. are the bad influence? Especially he just wants Mindy to Craig eat cheese and fart. That's like all he wants to do. <laughs> Spinner was having I a love... great time. Spinner was the only person at the sleepover having fun because yeah, all he wants to do is with his stupid spray cheese. But I loved at the beginning when he was like, "We can have a party." No party. Girls, no girls. Booze, no booze. Donuts, that we can do. (laughs) It's just like, all right, then I'm in. Bitter was pretty adorable in this episode. And like, I like the part where he's burping and he's like, burp, a herald approaches. Burp, encore (laughs) Encore maestro. maestro. (laughs) I was like, man, that's like every boy. Every boy in my high school. Spinner's living his best life. It's so hard to think that he's like episodes away from getting a girlfriend. Um, oh shit! He's not ready. He's not ready. He's not. Not he's still. He's still in the spray cheese area of his, of his adolescence. And like, yeah, yeah. I feel like he should have been the last one to get a girlfriend. Yeah, probably. Um, no, what? man. Funny guys get the girlfriends first. Yeah, but he's like... He's Is like, he funny to girls? He's Yeah, he's the least cute of all of them also, which doesn't hurt. You know what we're really bad is like, I think he's the most cute. And if I oh, was really? back in high school, I would have dated Spinner. Oh, yeah, I know you would have. I don't know which one I would date. None of them, probably. I probably, actually, me in high school, I probably would have been interested in Marco because <laughs> I like, every guy I liked was gay. I was like, and then I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I would have been, like, buddies with Marco. I'm not sure in the Degrassi universe who I would have dated if I was in high school with them. Hmm. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, I was gonna say Ellie, but I think Ellie's straight. She is, unfortunately. She would have made a good gay character. Yeah, she would have. We don't get gay girls for a little bit, though. I know for like a really long time. At least they have Marco, though. Yeah, I love Marco. He's a good egg. So, he what is. what did you guys think about Marco? I thought this was like. This was, like, a really interesting way to show off his character because, like, he really had, like, a lot of personality for, like, the first time we see a a character. Like, he was just, like, ripping on Spinner 24-7. He prank called Emma and made Sean talk to her. Like, he's just this, like, capricious little monster, and I love that. (laughs) He's definitely got, like, chaotic good energy. (laughs) Oh, my God. And that's the best energy to have. I love chaotic good. Oh my god. Speaking of chaotic good, I have to do Dungeons and Dragons tonight with teenagers. Oh, fun. I did Dungeons and Dragons last night with old people. I like old people. Well, not old, old. I mean, old like our age, old. Old like our age, yeah. Yeah. 
I had to write new content this week. And so you're running the game? Yes. It is a lot. Running a game is so hard. Yeah. Luckily, there's only like two weeks left on this campaign and then I get to take a break. Yay. (laughs) It's my turn. Yay. (sighs) So what else do we have to say about Joey and the boys? Joey's terrible. I just said Joey's terrible. (laughs) Joey is pretty terrible. I yeah, I really I'm really grossed out by like him using his girlfriend as like a prop all the time because that's like that's not the only time we see him do that. And yeah, and also, how does he get these hot girls? Yeah, and they're all they're it's always a different girl. Like this man. Like, what is the sexual magnetism that Joey Jeremiah apparently has in his 30s? Because I, re- I remember him being pretty pretty unpopular for a while there. In, his... like, Degrassi days? Yeah. He I mean, was the total class clown. He couldn't get a girl to save his life. And then he got two girls at the same time, and that was a whoopsie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but still... Yeah, he no, was pretty I don't much, know. like, the JT of his generation. Yeah. yeah, and it was, like, it was alluded to a lot that, like, girls did not like him. hmm <laughs> When he Which was in fair. school. Which is fair, because him. he was gross, but... <laughs> I mean, was Fedora really alone. He kind of had, like, this, like, really similar kind of delusions of grandeur, like, kind of like JT has. Like, I'm going to be rich and famous. Like, he and JT are very similar in that capacity. Which is why it's funny that he fell in with the cool kids. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Anything else? Anybody have any any other feelings about this episode? Well, I already said what my it goes there moment was. What were yours? Hmm. Um, <laughs> I think hard. when Joey like blew up when like the boys came back, I think like just the way he screamed at him, like, but that was my go there moment before I heard yours, Jess, because mm. yours was like, yeah, that's totally true because of the trauma he's gone through. Like, that was such not a cool thing to do. Yeah, not at all. So I think I agree with you because that was my it goes there moment before I heard yours. But I agree with you on your it goes there moment. I think my it goes there moment is probably. I mean, it's tough to say, but like it's a good it goes there moment, I guess, like as far as a like good representation of how people actually are. Like, I really liked when uh, Ashley and Ellie had that conversation where she's like. I just wanted to win some points with you, which is, like, such a thing that we're all just, like, brainwashed to believe is a thing, and it's really Mm -hmm. not. And Ellie's just like, what are you talking about? Like, this isn't a game. Like, we're just friends. We're already friends. (laughs) Yeah. That was, like, such a wonderful part of the episode. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, Um, and especially since Ellie's still a relatively new character, like, it really gave us some insight into, like, how she thinks. Yeah, and, like, Which who is she good. is as a person and, yeah. like, how she's different from the friend group that we saw Ashley with the entirety of last season. Yeah. 
and it'll be good it'll be good for Ashley to like grow into that space too yeah because she needs some poor Ashley needs some nurturing after all all that she does um speaking of stuff and nurturing and psychological trauma um next week is it is the beginning of a two-parter do we want to do a an extra long episode and talk about both Ooh. parts yes definitely. yes because it's a this is like a pretty this is like one of the episodes of degrassi the next generation that most people remember by name um it's a very intense episode um is it shout it is shout, and there's yes. there's some there's some trigger warnings that we're probably going to have to apply to that episode. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a two parter, and it's it's one of my favorite Degrassi episodes of all time, just because Lauren Collins is a fucking revelation. She's amazing. Oh, she does amazing in that episode. As much as I don't like Paige, I love Lauren Collins acting in that episode. Yeah, she's she's incredible. She finally um, stops being just the queen bee and, like, she has some layers to her, finally. Yeah, it's it's a really good episode, and I'm excited to talk about it and for Elisa to see it. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. So, yeah, I think we should plan to do just, you know, an extra long episode and talk about both of them. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I might have a job by next week, so I'll have to possibly rework our recording schedule not that it's set in stone as it is <laughs> at the library yeah which that's awesome doing something different than the last time you worked at the library no pretty much the same thing I just I've taken a year off to have a nervous breakdown and now I need insurance so <laughs> Listen, I would still sometimes be you just have breakdown. to have a nervous breakdown I know I would still be having one if like Oh my god, my dog is like having a sneezing fit. I would still be having a nervous <laughs> breakdown if, uh, you know, universal healthcare were a thing. I would actually be able to, like, take care of myself the way I need to. But since it's not and I can't, I have to go back to work. <laughs> so terrible. Yeah. So it's it's what's happening. It should be a pretty chill job though. Like I'm I'm excited. That's good. I hope you hope you get it and I hope that you're happy with it and it doesn't put too much pressure on you yeah that's it all we can hope for <laughs> it will I'll just have to adjust to having like four jobs oh my goodness oh no because <laughs> I'm not quitting any of the ones that I currently have I'm just going to rework them into my days off oh lord Take it easy, my friend. Remember to take time for you. Yeah, it doesn't really exist when I have a full-time job. Yeah, I know how that goes, honestly. <laughs> well, well, on that note. <laughs> uh, but follow us at Social Disease Pod. Yes, just, on Instagram. Just about everywhere. Just about Instagram and Facebook, and that's it. <laughs> I've been days very... I'm going to make us a Twitter. You should make us a Twitter so people actually know we exist. I've been very um, remiss on the Instagram, so if anyone else wants to do Instagram posts, 
That would be great. I've been like scared away from social media the last like month or so. Your Instagram so, posts are so good though. Thanks. I'll make I'll make one for this episode. I'll make it a priority. Yay. Okay. I feel like to- tonally it wouldn't be like super appropriate for shouts. So this could be the last one for a while. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, I could I could be I could be sensitive in my line drawings. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. all right well you guys enjoy watching shout this week and we'll talk about it next week oh uh, bye. bye bye, bye. bye.